Transition Awareness Breathing. Feeling grounded for both children and parents is essential for healthy living and learning. Join Eartha Powell on this series for tips and tools for creating a harmonious environment for learning. Transition Awareness Breathing will help you and your child find an individualized path to tackle change, promote lifelong learning, and discover new approaches to calmness. Welcome back. We're here to continue our series on anxiety. Last time we talked about what anxiety is. It's a normal part of life. Our bodies respond normally to its environment. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about what happens when that anxiety prevents us from moving forward. Welcome to Transition Awareness Breathing Podcast. This is Eartha. And I am so happy that you're back today. First, I'd like to thank Web Talk Radio for giving me a platform to bring Transition Awareness Breathing Podcast to you. And I'd like to thank my producers, Mary Lou and Sam, for making Transition Awareness Podcast available to you wherever you are at. Let's get started. Now, I want to say, this series is not to feed in to anyone's irritability or if you're feeling tension. The purpose of this series is to help you realize you have tools. Tools that you can learn to bring yourself down to calmness. In order to get there, you have to be able to realize where you are at. And so we do the body scan. We realize that different people experience anxiety differently. So how you feel if you're anxious is different than your children or each child that you have or your spouse. And also remember, it's also based on our experience. Last time I talked about seven generations. Can you believe it? There are seven generations living today in 2020. Let me review. And maybe a little bit more detail. Not too much, but just a little bit. The GI generation. This generation was born 1924 and earlier to about 1913, 1914. Anything between 1901 to 1913 is considered the interbellum generation. And it is thought that that generation have all deceased. So we are starting with the GI generation from 1924 and earlier. We have a lot of centennials, and it's wonderful. 
The next generation is the silent generation. Sometimes they're called the traditionalist. Born between 1925 and 1945. Now, if you can remember or in your history, think about what was going on during that period of time. The next generation are the boomers. 1946 to 1964. And some of these dates may vary depending on what source you use. But the bottom line, most people agree, the big chunks of time. So we have the boomers, 1946 to 1964. After the boomers is the Gen Xers, 1965 to 1980. What was going on six during the 1965 and 1980, some people weren't even born yet. But we're getting to you. Generation Y, millennials, 1981 to 1996. Then we have the Gen Zs. The workforce is you know, the millennials, the Xers, the boomers. We even have some traditionalists traditional is still out there. But the Gen Z's 1997 to 2009. This is our up and coming workforce, college students, high school students. And we have the new alpha generation. Between 2010 to 2020, mid-2020s. So the Generation Z, 1997 to 2009, and then the up-and-coming Alpha Generation, 2010 to 2020. Again, depending on your resource, those dates might change about a year or so. But just realize, regardless, we have seven generations. What does that mean? It means each generation, just think about it, each generation has had to deal with and has different experiences with big major events. And how that generation dealt with those major events is passed down. Or the generations learn from the past and come up with new strategies they learn from the past so that the future can be dealt with differently. And we look at it globally from one area of the world may deal with things a little bit different than another part of the world. So what has happened as far as our mobility we're traveling. That was before the pandemic. Let me just add that in. <laughs> we should not be traveling as much. But I'm just saying, just look at the whole picture. We have multiple generations. We have transportation where people are able to commute all over the world. And so, you know, people are learning different 
styles. They're bringing in different adaptations as far as how to deal with certain things, different business strategies, different technologies, and different ways of dealing with stress and anxieties. You know, anxiety is just not in its own little pocket. We're all human beings. How we deal with the stress and our experiences is different. It's individualized. And so I go back to what I said earlier is that we can't expect people to respond to a situation the way we would. Or we can't expect people or make them feel inadequate or outcast because they're not handling a situation a certain way. Individualism is very, very important. When I was about nine years old, eight, nine years old, my family was traveling. It was a Sunday afternoon. I remember it very clearly. And we were heading to my relatives, my aunt's house, just for, uh, I think it was like the 4th of July. And we had been to my aunt's house several times. But this time, as my daddy was driving, he got confused. My mother looked at him and said, what is the matter with you? You act like you're lost. My father said, because I am lost. Well, that seemed like it was going to bring up another argument. But it was different because my mother had to guide him to my aunt's house. When we pulled into the driveway, my mother told us to get out of the car, go tell my aunt that she's taking my father to the hospital. And I thought, taking him to the hospital for argument? What's, what's going on? And then she said, Daddy is having a stroke. I'm taking him to the hospital. She was so calm. I still don't know how she did it. If she didn't remain calm, that would have prevented her from thinking it through, getting to a safe place, and doing what she needed to do to get my father safety and medical attention. And that's what we're talking about as far as Handling our anxieties and our fears is getting the anxiety in a place where we can bring ourselves to calm so that we can go to the next step. Now, if our anxieties and our fear is keeping us from doing our job or keeping us from doing our studies, it keeps us up at nighttime, excessive worrying or Um, a a reaction to a situation that's a little bit exaggerated. We have to really step back and address that. You know, we have to ask ourselves, why am I responding like this? And that's where I really suggest, you know, talking to someone, don't be afraid or ashamed to go to a professional if you need to do that. Because the the body is made to handle anxiety and stress, not for a long period of time. It will wear you out. And when you are relaxed and you're calm, you can think more rationally. 
And I think most people want to do that. They want to be able to handle life and not life handle them. So make a decision. Decide to handle life now and not let life handle you or me. Here's some suggestions. We've talked about breathing a lot and it's very important. Taking a deep breath in and blowing it out. I you're probably really tired of me saying it, but that is you've got to get that oxygen in the brain. You gotta blow it out. It helps. Stepping away. And you know, stepping away means not just maybe you're not able to step away physically, but step away mentally. Take yourself out of center stage and say, what is going on here? And sometimes you have to say that out loud. What is going on here? And just hearing it, it helps get focused. Take a nice breath. Maybe you have to kind of sit down or turn away. And then think of your next step. Put your what's ever going on in your mind into words that also helps you know speaking about words we have gotten into a a point in society i think we hear more negative words than we do positive a lot of the things that we see in our social media or even in our socialization or sports, a lot of it is really not all that positive. And so we may have to kind of go back and teach ourselves how to think positive thoughts. And that sounds like really, really basic, simple. Think about a child. When, you're, when a child is beginning to walk, and they're crawling and they and they steady themselves they stand up on their feet and they hold on to the table and they're taking a few steps they're uncertain and they're not sure they're going to smile because they're not going to sure they're gonna, if they're going to fall what does the family usually do they're encouraging that baby they're saying come on you can do it one step and then if the baby falls, you know, everybody says, it's okay. Oh, get back up. Get back up. <laughs> I'm not suggesting that we talk to each other like babies, but I am suggesting that we take time and for every negative thought that pops in your brain, make an effort to think of at least two or three positive thoughts. If that's difficult, then start with before you go to bed, tell yourself what positive thing that you really enjoyed that day. Or think of a positive saying, a positive phrase, and say it every night before you go to bed. Or when you wake up. Sometimes, you know, when you wake up, you're kind of groggy. But start teaching yourself positive words reteaching yourself there's a lot of negativity going on i'm not going to get into the the details of that because you know it's pretty prevalent but let's talk about the details of positive 
you are great. You are a hard worker. You're persistent. You want to learn. You want to do better. You want to change the world. You want to make the world better. If you weren't, you wouldn't be listening to this show. Give yourself credit. Maybe you get aggravated over things that's not right. That's a positive thing because it stimulates you to think that things have to be better. Give yourself a pat on the back for thinking that things have to be better. Now go the next step. What's the next step? We don't know. We can research. We can talk to other people. We can write. We can draw. We can listen to uh, relaxation music or listen to our favorite music. And as the music is, is playing, write down some thoughts, journal things. If you can't think of a positive word or positive thoughts, you know, look at some beautiful pictures. Walk, go for a walk. P- write down something that, that comes into your brain that's positive. And then look at that before you go to bed or share it with your family. It's really, really important. When you start thinking and saying these positive words, it changes the way your 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 brain it it builds more um, um, brain cells. Actually, it's scientifically proven that you know this neuroplasticity in that the um, the the cells that make up the the brain they actually do grow when you do something different and you keep your your thoughts positive. It helps. It gives you resilience. So this next week, promise me, think of a positive thought. Give someone a word present. If it's someone that you work with, something, or someone, your children, or something, before you even open up the social media that's going to really get you going, before you do that, think of a positive word. Or give a positive thought to someone else. Take a breath. Then start your day. Now, before I close, I want to let you know, to help you with your positive words, I just finished writing up a, a coloring book, a mindfulness coloring book, actually. And it just came out last week. I'm very excited. So um, I'm taking a breath. It's Transition Awareness Breathing Mindfulness Awareness Coloring Book with Activities. And it's one of those mindfulness books, but it's more. You can color, you can journal. It goes over some uh, techniques that I teach that we've talked about. You can tune into the podcast. And this is not, this is not about, you know, who's, who you, Who's artistic? It's about getting your thoughts from in your mind and into something, keeping your hands busy. You can get it on Amazon.com. It's Transition Awareness Breathing. It's abbreviated TAB. Mindfulness Awareness Coloring Activities in a Pandemic World. I'll have a copy, um, sorry, I'll have a picture of this on my website. And maybe I'll think of some kind of uh, deal, some uh, marketing deals that I could do with uh, Amazon to help get this book out to you. 
Thank you for joining me today in Transition Awareness Breathing Podcast. I look forward to talking to you next time. Have a great day. Thank you.